Eric Berman, he's the chief political correspondent here at 93 WIBC. He joins us with the State House Review. And I'll start with the latest. Uh, the Senate saying, no, we're not going to abolish gun permits. Uh, there is something to be said for a Republican Party that uh, has a supermajority and can't move forward on this. But what is it that the Senate is saying and what is it that the House is saying regarding these permits? Well, what the House is saying, and in fact uh, voted to do, was, yeah, we should get rid of them, um, have a no-carry list rather than you have to apply for a yes-carry. Um, the Senate's problem is with that list, and that problem is twofold. I mean, I, I think there is probably 150 legislator agreement or close to it that there's some people who should be excluded as they are now. Convicted felons are in the bill as excluded. Um, illegal immigrants are excluded. People with some mental illness particularly those who have been committed or excluded, domestic abusers, so forth. Um, the problem that the Senate has is twofold. Number one, there are some of the Senate Republicans who say another government database. We don't like government databases. This is another one. We've got problems with this. The other issue is there's a potential conflict with federal law. The example that uh, Rod Bray, the president pro tem, gave is the National Criminal Information Database, the NCIC. Um, if you're a police officer and you need to check if the guy you just arrested is wanted for something else or has been uh, convicted of something else, you go into the NCIC. The law says you can't do that unless there is a criminal, uh, an underlying criminal predicate, a reason to do that in the investigation of a crime. So just to do it to, hey, is this guy allowed to carry a gun? There's potential issues there. So for both those reasons, that bill never got a hearing in the Senate. What they are going to do is abolish the fee for a lifetime permit. They've already, in fact, uh, this just took effect last year, they already abolished the five-year fee. Now they're saying, yeah, if you get a lifetime license, no fee for that either. I think there are people who will uh, strongly disagree about some of the uh, legalities uh, regarding this legislation. Uh, for, for sure, I think this is something, I, I think that the General Assembly created for themselves an issue where an issue wasn't necessary. Uh, we also have the possibility of the override of uh, Governor Holcomb's veto, and this about the idea of emergency powers. Now, this may be challenged as unconstitutional in the courts, but where are we with the legislation? Um, well, of course, the veto came down on Friday. We are still waiting for that override vote. I think everyone expects that the House and Senate will vote to override. They have been pretty clear on uh, uh, on where they are on that. And remember, Indiana is not Congress. You don't need a two-thirds majority. You just need a simple majority to override. You know, they did that when they passed the bill. It's not unprecedented to sustain a veto, but this is not one where that's expected. It's, a, it's going to be overridden probably next week. It is not on the calendar yet today. It could always pop up at the last minute. So we're watching for that next week. And as you said, what almost certainly follows from that is a legal challenge because uh, the governor has uh, said repeatedly, um, some legal experts have backed him up, saying, look, the legislature cannot call itself into session, which is what uh, that bill would do. Um, there are, the legislature's argument is, well, it doesn't say we can't. Um, this is what you have courts for. They'll sor sort it out. But even after the, uh, the override vote, um, this discussion is a long way from over. Talking to Eric Berman, chief political correspondent here at 93 WIBC. Uh, 
This is, of course, a budget session, even though they clearly all want to end early and get away from each other uh, as quickly as possible. <laughs> I mean, this is this has just been downright cantankerous, no matter what they say, outsider looking in. I think that this has been a more cantankerous session they've had in years past. So before we get agree. to an answer to that, talk to me about where this budget is. Well, the new revenue forecast comes down 20 minutes from now. You know, this is the way that this always goes. There's a forecast that comes down in December. It is a bipartisan, the Legislative Services Agency, which is bipartisan slash nonpartisan. Um, they get together. They say, here's the forecast. Here's how much money we expect the state will take in over the next two years. And then that's what they work from. They write a budget. This is how much we have to spend. Here's how much of it we're going to spend and where. And then at about this point, a week or two before the end of the session, they update that with the best available information so that uh, they've got something current. So that happens today. And then by law, they've got two weeks to come up with a final version. As you said, they're trying to get away from each other early. They have set a goal of adjourning next Wednesday. So they've got six days Ah! to work this out. I'm sorry. (laughs) Was I not supposed to laugh out loud? They're going to adjourn <laughs> next Wednesday? Are you, are you familiar with Parkinson's Law? Work multiplies to fill the available time. There, It's probably a better-than-even money bet um, that they can get done on Wednesday. But, yeah, that's the goal, six days to iron out their, their remaining differences. There's a lot they agree on, and, you know, budget negotiations are a lot easier when the Republicans control both chambers and the governor's office. Um, they're they're not there yet, but six days, probably not unreasonable. Now let's get into it. Agree mm-hmm. or disagree, this session has been compared to years past, and you have more years than I do, outrageously cantankerous. I would say, to an extent, ugly. And I question how they get along going down the road. Tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm wrong. Give me your thoughts. Um, well, the short answer is yes. This has definitely been more cantankerous than any in several years. Um, certainly the most cantankerous since you had unified control of the, of the House and Senate. I mean, obviously, when there was split control, there were some arguments that uh, would break out. Um, but th- this one's been rough. There's been a few blow ups. There was one yesterday in the, in the uh, conference committee hearing. Um Does it hurt them going forward? I'm not so sure about that. You know, you throw 150 people into into the same workplace working close together for four months. They're going to get on each other's nerves. And if you've got that one guy, the one Dwight Schroeder, take your pick, um, there's going to be some tension that arises from that, apart from just the stuff that happens as – the tension rises over issues people are passionate about, the fact that they've just been there for four months, the fact they're doing it in a pandemic. Um, I don't think it's long-lasting damage to the institution, but, yeah, nerves are on edge. I don't think there's any question about that, and about as bad as it's been in, I would say, a couple of decades even. 